Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Scott Richmond and Arnie Sherman. You're listening to What Do You Know on News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 Arnie FM. Sherman, a good Sunday morning to you. Where does this... So where does today's show find you recording from? 160 Central Park South in uh, New York City. That's where oh. I've been hunkered down for the last uh, 13 days. And uh, I think you'll be happy to know that I just checked on my uh, on my uh, app and I've walked 125,000 steps in the last 13 days. That's a lot, Arnie. That's, that, that's, that's, eight 60, of, that's yeah. 60 miles. That's 60 miles in New York in the last 13 days. And it seems effortless, right, in New York, because you're so uh, visually stimulated. Well, yeah, you're distracted by the walking. You're watching everything else that's going on. You know, it's easy for those of you that are listening that know New York. It's easy to all of a sudden you start out on 59th Street and you look up and you're on 40th Street and, you've, you know, you've walked two miles. It's just it just happens. You're watching what's going on. You're paying attention to the traffic. You're looking at restaurants and stores. You're people watching, and pretty soon uh, you're you're far you're a long way from home. And Arnie, uh, you must have a million stories being in New York, and uh, the power yes, of right the, the yeah. already collecting more stories, which is a good segue to our our show today, right? Yeah, I'll tell you one quick one. So I was down for the Labor Day parade, which was the week after Labor Day. And at the uh, at the uh, booth, the Ask Me booth, there was uh, uh, we saw Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller hanging out there and and, and cheering the strikers on. So that was oh kind god. Of- what do you think <laughs> about this? By the way, at the t- at the taping of our show, Bill Mara has now elected to go on air uh, next next weekend on the twenty second. We are we're uh, recording this on the fourteenth um, without writers. Without writers. Well, good luck to him. We'll see what he really has got going for him without the writers. It's just good. He's just going to be doing the round table. But anyway, good segue. So so let me ask you this. We got these interesting guests today and it's your get. So who are they and where'd you get them? We are going to be hearing from the PRSA, the Public Relations Society of America, and they are holding a big conference here in Missoula at the beginning of October. And Kelsey Lodge is a friend of mine, as well as a client and colleague. Uh, she is the president-elect of the board of the PRSA, and she's bringing a couple of guests on to talk about what they're going to be uh, sharing and programming over the two days of their conference. And, uh, you know, Kelsey, by way of background, uh, who I work with, she works with the Missoula Electric Co-op. She's their head of marketing and public relations. Um, And she is just completely dialed into public relations, social media, storytelling, brand building, and how it all kind of works together. And it's going to be a fascinating conference. Well, I'm I'm very anxious to find out, number one, why are they doing it in Missoula, Montana? Of all the, the gin joints in the world, how do they walk into ours? 
That's a good question. And the other good question is, how is she getting the caliber of guests she get, she's getting? Is it the Missoula allure? Is it the Missoula attraction? Let's find out. Anyway, find we'll, out. Be ba- yeah, we'll be back with our guests from the PRSA right after these words. Arnie, we are back with our guests, Haley Walter, Lauren Mextroth, and Kelsey Lodge. Haley and Lauren are with the Abbey Agency, and Kelsey is with the PRSA. And the Abbey Agency is one of the lead sponsors for this conference, am I correct? Yes, we are the presenting sponsor of the Ignite Conference, so we are very excited. So, Kelsey, why don't you tell me, since you're sort of the the ramrod here in Montana, what is the Ignite Conference focus on? Sure. So the Public Relations Society of America is a large organization um, across the the United States, and they actually have 400 chapters across the globe. And PRSA Montana is the Montana chapter. Um, We also have some members that join us from bordering states that don't have their own chapter. Um, And so as a um, Public Relations Society of America chapter, Um, Our goal is to make sure that our members are um, benefiting from their membership. So learning things about the communications um, world, benefiting by networking with other communicators and PR and marketing folks. And so um, each year we put on an annual conference. This year, um, I am the conference chair and the president elect for PRSA Montana. And we are bringing the conference to Missoula, Montana. Um, because that's my hometown, and we're really excited about that. So it will be here in early October, October 9th and 10th. And is the audience larger than Montana? The the attendees going to be from other places as well? Yes, we actually have some attendees registered from bordering states as well. So we have some um, folks coming over from the Dakotas, folks coming over from Washington and Idaho. So it should be a really great turnout, um, mostly Northwestern folks. Let me, let me switch to Lauren for a second. Lauren, you're a presenting sponsor from the Abbey Agency. And you're yes. headquartered, I think your agency is headquartered in Nevada. So what's the interest in Montana? Why do you want to be a Montana presenting sponsor? Yes, we love Montana. So we are headquartered in Nevada, um, but we focus on a lot of the Western states. Um, so the coastline and then um, the Northwest region. And our founders, uh, our husbands and uh, husband and wife, Abby and Ty Whitaker, and they have a love for Montana. So um, they started the agency 15 years ago. Uh, They see a lot of similarities in Montana that we have here in Nevada. And so it's a labor of love. Um, We've gotten to know the people, um, the culture, and we just feel like it's a really good fit. And our mission at our agency is to leave the communities better than we found them. And we really feel like we want to do that with Montana. Not that it needs it, just that it's a great place. And we want to tell the world that it exists and how great the people and, and what, the places and, are and that what, are there. And and what type of uh, clients in, does the Abbey Agency work with? Yeah, that's a great question. So we work with um, really all types of clients, but we have some specialties and those are travel and tourism, which is of course very important in Montana. We want to get people in the outdoors and exposed to all that is there. Uh, we also have a lot of tech clients. So specifically in the B2B software space. And those are quite global clients. Um, we represent them from all over the US as well as overseas. Um, and then we have a focus on healthcare and government. So any of those uh, healthcare organizations that are really trying to either get more um, like 
insurance. We have some insurance companies that we're working with, as well as some different uh, issues that we work with the government to try and get awareness for and things to pass at the legislature and whatnot. Haley Walter, you're the in-resident Montanan for the Abbey Agency. So how long have you been with the agency and and what's your background a little bit and what do you focus on here in Montana? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I came, I've been with the Abbey Agency for just over a year now. Um, And before that, I was actually working with Visit Montana. So I have a pretty deep travel and tourism background and that's what I really focus on now. Um, I do work with some Montana travel and tourism clients, which is definitely uh, a love project for me. You know, coming from the state and doing Visit Montana work, I definitely want to continue to get people out here to experience, you know, our beautiful scenic views. And um, on top of that, I also work with some other destinations across the country. Good. Arnie and I are big fans, by the way. Arnie, you and I are big fans of Yellowstone, Uh, the TV show that's right i knew you yeah. going go. <laughs> i'm in new york and everybody that finds out i'm from montana they're starting to talk to me about yellowstone so let me ask <laughs> lauren and Haley and kelsey you can all jump on on this what kind of impact has one tv show over the last <laughs> few years had on travel and tourism and and the other kinds of uh, uh ancillary and related uh industries what what effect have they had on on montana I'll jump in a little bit. Oh, yes. if you want to fill in at the end. Start, and I'll talk a little bit about being a resident. Here, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, from a travel and tourism perspective, we're seeing that trend across across the globe of people wanting to experience those destinations that their favorite TV shows are in. So in the case of Yellowstone, we really saw an influx of people coming to the area wanting to get that, that Yellowstone experience, if you will. Um, and, you know, both good and bad, you know, there's definitely some benefit that comes with um, having that influx of people, but it's also not a realistic representation of the state. So I think that's what Kelsey will touch on is, you know, people come in expecting one thing and we have so much more to offer than what is necessarily. I've seen Beth here before. I've seen Beth. <laughs> but also you're absolutely right, uh, Haley, about not a realistic representation. I've lived here for 27 years and I've never seen a tribal chief in a $5,000 Armani suit with a chauffeur-driven limo. Plus, if you've watched the show at all, you realize it's never winter in Montana, apparently, from watching. It's always the summertime. So it's not exactly realistic, but it does create this wanderlust for lots of people who have never never been here. and, uh, And what they see on Yellowstone, you know, helps generate and and uh, ignite, you know, a passion to come to uh, Montana. And that would be the final closing piece is, you know, the economic impact from that show, both with the filming as well as the influx of tourists has been really substantial and been really great for our our communities in Montana. Not that any of our guests uh, can see this or maybe even our listeners but Kelsey, uh, excuse me, Haley is doing this from her home and her dog just walked into the room with the leash, the leash in its mouth. So I don't know if that's a signal to you about uh, either lack of attention or need for attention for your, for your pup. But uh, I just wanted to point that out. So Kelsey, we have the Ignite conference. And what are we igniting here? I guess the hope to the conference is that we're igniting the passion again. I think in the communications and PR realm, 
Um, so often we are, we get really bogged down with the many hats that we wear. And I think it's a really good time to like collaborate with other people and kind of reignite your passion for what you do on a daily basis. Um, creatives always have their brain on. And so this is kind of a time to keep your brain on, but focus on just growth um, personally and professionally. So we're really excited to just bring everyone in for two days of just learning and growth. Well, I mean, it's an unbelievable time to be learning about things, you know, and I'm not going to hark back to the Mad Men era of, uh, you know, communication <laughs> and branding and marketing. But just in the last few years with, you know, with artificial intelligence, with the plethora of social media, you know, from TikTok going to X to all. I mean, all you ever read about is social media, you know, and search engine optimization and how AI is taking over. So, Lauren, as the presenting sponsor, what are the new things that you're going to share with the professionals who come to the conference? Yeah, you know, I'm actually only opening for the keynote, like <laughs> I'm only introducing them. So I won't be bringing that much, but definitely excited to learn. And you're right. I mean, the the technology and the amount of it has increased, like, I don't know, tenfold in the last, not even a year, I think OpenAI, what came out about a less than a year ago. Um, so it's been insane. And it's been really kind of interesting to see how that is shaping what we do, both as an industry, I think, you know, every industry right now is trying to figure out how to maximize the use of AI, and how to make it work for them. Um, and we're doing that here at the Abbey Agency, we're very um, open to using AI, we're using it across all of our service lines, um, because we are a fully integrated agency. So we do more than just PR, we do marketing, SEO, um, web creative, you name it. Uh, and all of those use AI quite differently. And um, it's very just cool to get your hands dirty and figure out how is it going to work. You know, our whole goal is to make messaging that resonates for our clients with the target audiences they want to speak to and introduce to their brands. And so AI has really been helpful in making some of those things more efficient so we can be better at what we do. So you're you're a senior um, uh, representative of your Abbey agency. So you've been in the industry for a while. And 10 yes. years ago, you know, as recently as 10 years ago, you had print media, you had radio TV, you know, and maybe a little bit on the internet, but that was the driving force. I mean, you can't find a magazine anymore that's more than 30 or 40 pages. I mean, print media has kind of gone by the wayside. You know, I know Scott is the same thing, trying to sell town square, you know, radio stuff with all this other noise coming mm -hmm. from all these other sources. So what are the lessons? What have you learned, Lauren, over these you know past decade about the transition from the way things have been done for 50 years, basically, in the in the industry to this this new wave of communicating with customers and uh, and partners? Yeah, I've really learned that change is a constant and that when you think you know how to do something exactly right and that it is the way it is, um, you will look up and it will be different. And so it's really great to embrace that change and not sort of get stuck in your ways and always be open to what's new. So that doesn't mean go after the shining new object or whatever is trending, you know, um, what were those things? Remember when everybody did uh, the uh, Harlem Shake and everyone was like, we have to do it. We have to right. record this as an as an organization and get out there. I don't think that's right for every business, but it is interesting to do the research and understand where your targeted audience is, what they like, what they're interested in, so you can make sure you have a strategy that aligns with that. So that as all these things change, you and your brand, your company are changing with them so that you stay relevant. 
I mean, one of the important things, I mean, somebody like Taylor Swift and her Swifties, which are incredible. Yeah. All she would have to do at a concert is hold up a new brand of something. Right. (laughs) It doesn't matter what it would be. Perfume, you know, a a tennis ball doesn't matter. And all of a sudden the sales for that item would just go right off the charts. Right, Scott? I mean, you're dealing with this all the time with your clients here. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, the the power of influencers, that's Taylor Swift. Clearly, she is the greatest influencer. But moreover, the proliferation of technology and how things move very fast. And it is it can be daunting for clients to understand how things move so fast and what to kind of put their emphasis and their 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 resources against versus not. So if you have experts like the Abbey Agency, Town Square Media, Kelsey, to be able to counsel, you know, your clients and say, look, I think we should really focus on here. So that's where the audience is. This is the technology that's going to bring us the greatest return on investment. That's great. That's a huge boon for folks that that's not what they spend their time doing. So I see the, the value of PRSA to me is is exponential. Uh in terms of bringing people together and really helping people. So I, I'm, I'm hoping and, and looking forward to the conference being that type of event. But then also, we can't forget the fact that uh, we all went through three years of COVID. And just being together and being at a conference together and how we interact, quite honestly, it's a it's the same muscle memory, but it's changed a little bit. I just came back from a conference. That's why I'm kind of going down that path. Uh it's people are very familiar with each other in this square box that is Zoom or Teams. And so trying to break out of that box and, you know, what's the protocol of, you know, how you interact, uh, it's kind of interesting. So I think it'll be fun. I think the more things that the that the, the conference can do to create like di- a group dynamic, right, versus everybody still pretending they're on Zoom and they're in a, in a, in a ballroom, is a problem like create the dynamic i think that's so important yeah let me let me ask kelsey and haley since you're uh you know in the montana milieu so to speak are montana firms and agencies comfortable with all of this these new products and platforms i mean i know in new york and la and miami chicago places like that there's a much more fluidity fluidity with those sorts of things but is there a ramp up for Montana? Do people here still think about, you know, their marketing, their PR, their communication? Uh, do they still think about it in more traditional ways? What, what's what's your take on that? Yeah, I think my take would be, I'm the manager of communication and PR for Missoula Electric Cooperative, which um, is one of the power companies here in Western Montana and a small portion of Idaho. And I guess I can speak to it from that perspective because cooperatives are formed by our members. And um, a lot of our membership is out in the rural communities. And a portion of our demographic um, has always been an older generation. Um, We are represented by our board, which is a member from every district. And our board um, is predominantly in the older, older age groups. And so if I went in and told them we needed to get an influencer to start talking about you know, our, our company, I think they would, they would first be like, wait, what's an influencer? You know, I think those conversations would be very confusing to people in their demographic. You know, if I started talking about Twitter, they'd be like, or X, they would be like, what? Like, 
So it's just handling the conversation completely differently. Right. If you were saying we need an AI presence, they'd probably say John Wayne, right? That's, <laughs> that's a very targeted audience these days for John. Haley, what's your thoughts, you know, with working think, with the clients for your agency? Yeah, I think Kelsey kind of hit the nail on the head that it's just really understanding who your audience is. You know, in some ways, some of the traditional platforms still really work great out here in Montana, especially as you get in more rural uh, communities where they maybe don't have as much access to internet or cell service like we have in some of the bigger cities. Um, But that said, I also think we have a lot of uh, businesses starting to realize how great this new technology is, and they're very open to trying and testing and doing new things in hopes of getting that that um, return on their investment. So I think it goes both ways of you know being willing to try new things, but also being mindful of who and what you're talking to and about, so that way we're not forgetting you know how to reach those people. Right. Lauren, you have a broader scope and breadth than just Montana. So what's your thoughts about how this is all? you know, working its way down into the, you know, the, the comfort level of, of uh, your clients. Yeah, I think what Kelsey spoke to kind of hits it perfectly. Um, it's all about how you approach the conversations. The fact is the way that we did uh, PR and marketing in the past is changed. I mean, you said it yourself. It's very rare to find um, print magazines. And if they are, they are like the top, top print magazines because those are the only ones still in publication other than some trade and very specific industry publications that will always be read. It may not always be print um, because there is a niche audience for those and and a want for that content. But uh, I see companies of all shapes and sizes, all budgets. I'm talking the, the smallest budgets you could ever imagine to the largest doing the same things. And that's what the new technology provides. It's really ensuring that what you're doing, whether it's PR, marketing, creative, et cetera, you're really using those resources wisely to ensure that you are creating content and creating messaging that's going to stand out. And you have a much better way of ensuring that those messages and that content is reaching your audience. And that's really powerful. And like Haley said, there's really great ways to also prove that today that we didn't have before with um, return on investment uh, from that way that you can track Um, IP tracking and things like that. It's all anonymous, um, fully compliant with GDPR, but uh, really great for reporting and ensuring that you are hitting your audience. Which is great. Can we, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I think a great part of, you know, this conference is continuing this conversation. Um, We have the director of social and content coming from Campgrounds of America. So the KOA and she's going to be talking about the, the ever-changing landscape of social media. And so I think having these resources available to those in the Northwest at this conference is going to be incredible. So really hearing from the experts that have the 1.5 million followers on social. And Kelsey, um, I was going to ask, I was going to ask you that. Uh, that was my next question. So who else is coming, is going to be speaking and at this conference? Because I think you have an, you've uh, assembled a really incredible array of people from a lot of different, you know, companies, both tech, non-tech, client side. So maybe give us a quick rundown, all of you guys, who's, 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 who's your keynote? So our keynote, our, we have two keynotes, actually. So we, our opening keynote is Carrie Delu. She's actually a native Montanan as well. Um, however, she, I mean, her background is incredible. She has worked for um, L'Oreal, Expedia, Xbox, um, and now she's been with Microsoft for quite some time. And she's one of their directors for Microsoft 365 for their small medium business. And so she's coming back to kind of talk about, you know, intrinsic values 
um, and how how those play into what we do in our professions and in our everyday. Um, so she will be there. Um, our closing keynote is actually Chris Thomas. So he is the president of Intrepid Agency out of Utah. Um, and he's going to be talking with um, our attendees about um, crisis communication when the world is watching, um, because we all know that crisis communication in the PR realm is like such a hot topic. Um, and you see that ebb and flow quite a bit. But Chris, basically, his background and what he's really well known for is his PR um, crisis management with the Elizabeth Smart family. So he was their um, wow. person for... Oh, that's yeah. exciting. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's coming from uh, KOA and Billings? So her name is Saskia Bugman. She used to be a student of mine. So, oh, <laughs> oh God, what a small world. <laughs> yeah. When I was that's right, because in the former life, Arnie was a te- as a professor, right, at the university. Yeah, that's one in of business. my many hats. But, uh, Saski was was in was in my market. Well, actually, international com- business and communications class. So we'll see. She's probably dwarfed whatever I was able to teach her back <laughs> in those days. She's pretty dynamite. Um, I'm yeah. really connect with her. I I used to live in Billings, so I knew her through some you know business workings and dealings, and she's just such a, a great a great person yeah. Yeah. and who else anyone i mean i, I it's it's a it's a it's a good it's packed right it's like a two day two you know day. it starts on two and a half days actually almost right you have a welcome on sunday yep so we have a welcome reception to kind of kick things off on sunday october 8th at finn restaurant um so beautiful views of the river um and we'll just kind of be having a cocktail hour to get to know people um and that event is actually sponsored by blackfoot communications um so we're really excited to have them on board as a sponsor um and then as far as other presenters we have jam-packed monday and tuesday so i hope people will take home a lot of good information but we have um a senior account executive coming from a pr firm out of kalispell big sky public relations the vice president of marketing and communications is coming from the montana chamber of commerce for the state we have some cybersecurity topics that will be discussed from univision um we actually have a behavioral therapist coming in to talk about like personal wellness and stress management which i think especially coming off of covid like you mentioned scott like it's really important that we kind of like deep dive into how we're doing and ask ourselves like, you know, how am I doing right now um, on a day-to-day basis, um, coming back into going to conferences, the day-to-day. So I think that'll be a great topic. Um, Partners Creative is an ad agency here in town and we have their brand and strategy director coming. He has a background with like Coca-Cola, AstraZeneca, some really big names. So I'm really excited to see him um, speak. Um, We have, uh, they call him a Jedi, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with this term, but justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. Um, he's the senior director for Jedi at Riverstone Health. So he is, I've been told, a phenomenal speaker. So I'm really excited to see him speak. His name's Clark Sturgis. I was going to say his name was Yoda, and then I was going to get all <laughs> I, um, and then we have the PIO coming from Glacier National Park, which mm. like is always, especially in the summer as a Montanan, it's like, I, I mean, I'm sure she gets this question a lot, but you see the people that are in the park, like trying to pet the buffalo and, <laughs> you know, all the things. And I think Going into the thermal springs, you know, to boil yeah. the skin off, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I think, you know, just getting her perspective on some of those crisis response scenarios, um, 
we have this really awesome guy coming in from the U.S. Air Force. He was a um, a command chief master sergeant in the um, Air Force. Mm. Uh, 30 years of service, uh, served as a medic in Saudi Arabia, Somalia, South America, Iraq, et cetera. So he's coming to kind of talk about leadership. So I'm really excited to like. And how many Healthy. people How many people are you expecting to come to uh, the conference? You know, Montanans are known for last minute registration. Right. Um, I know that. Yes. And so I, you know, I'm, it's kind of up in the air right now. I think we're like dialing in on a hundred right now. And I think, you know, somewhere between 100 and 200 is what we're anticipating. I would love to get it to 300, but you never know. Well, you may. Well, that, that let's do a quick ID. Our guests are Haley, Lauren, and Kelsey representing the Ignite Conference for the PRSA, Public Relations Society of America. They're going to have an event here in Missoula, October 8th, 9th, and 10th. Um, my question is for people that are interested in registering that may not be your typical consumer, you know, person, your attendee, you know, what's in it for them? Like in, in a sense of like, like what, who would you like to see there to get us to 300? What type of businesses or individuals would you like to see attend? Yeah. I mean, I think this is a great conference for everyone. We've opened it up to students. So um, ah, great. We encourage like juniors and seniors in college to, um, especially if this is a path they want to take in life. I think this is, it can be a, someone that's really wanting to go into like HR, someone that really wants to go into communications or journalism um, or more traditional like marketing management. I think this is just a great opportunity for students to get engaged. And I mean, network, holy cow, there's going to be some really incredible people there. There will be agencies there. So great opportunity to kind of get their foot in the door um, for internships or whatnot. So is the is the university uh, apprised of this and they know you know, how they can get students here? Yeah, we have been working with a few different um, colleges on campus. So um, they've kind of given that information to their students in the past few weeks. So hopefully we'll see an uptick in uh, student registrations as the weeks roll on. Um, but I think it's a great opportunity. And I know we have quite a few representatives from like the university. A lot of the communications marketing directors from different schools are coming. So that's really nice to see as well. Oh, Haley. So when you're working with Montana clients, what what's the number one thing? Is there an, or is there a number one thing they're asking for from you? You know, particularly since you've only been doing this for about a year, which means to me maybe you haven't been the firm hasn't been that immersed in the Montana business culture. What are you getting asked for, and and what kind of what kind of a help uh, you know seems to bubble up to the surface? Yeah. I mean, the scope of our projects varies so much from client to client, but I think if you were to boil it down into one thing, uh, they're really looking for someone to listen to them and then bring uh, educated and unique ideas to help them solve their problems. So whether it's, you know, the community doesn't feel united and so we want to put together a, a brand book and brand logo to help them all feel heard and elevate those voices, you know, listening and understanding those challenges to make sure that we're able to bring those good ideas to the table is really helpful. Or maybe, you know, it's that We've got a destination who has really good travel and tourism in the summer, but they've got a lot of businesses who are open more than just in the summer. So listening to those challenges and bringing those solutions to to help them throughout the year and not just in that peak season. 
Um, so yeah, just to wrap it up and bring it full, full circle. I think the big, big thing that I see is just listening and bringing ideas back to them to help solve their problems. Laura, do you find that to be the case in general? Absolutely. Yes. 100%. I think, uh, the beauty of PR and marketing and why I do this job every day is because you get to learn so much through your clients and the different industries they span and you get to dive in to the research and it's fun, you know? And so you're, you're coming, um, these clients are coming to us with questions and problems like Haley said, and it's really fun to dig into how you can solve that. And when you see the success, it's even better. And like Haley said, like there are plenty of businesses that depend on travel and tourism in shoulder seasons and whatnot. And we really have to do and be strategic in how to get those people there. And the same thing with um, like B2B organizations, you have to do brand awareness so that people know who your company is. And a lot of times companies, regardless of size and scale, really don't know where to start. And some do, some have giant uh, internal marketing and PR departments, but even then sometimes are like, we're just not united. We need a third party. We need an outside source to come in, listen to everything and give us their ideas. And so, yeah, I, I think Haley is absolutely correct. You know, it's, it's hard to break preconceived notions and stereotypical notions. You know, for example, I think most people in Montana would even be surprised to know that a town like Whitefish, which is a ski town, has more tourists in the summer than they do in the winter, you know? And, um, you know, that was surprising to me when I heard it. I mean, it's a ski town. You don't ski in the summertime, but they have zip lining and they have, you know, you know, rafting and all these other sort of things. I did some work in Europe and the Europeans were very rigid in the way they thought about what their seasons were. And there was a, there's a, a, a resort area in Italy called Lago de Garda. Lake Garda, which is surrounded by these gorgeous mountains. It's a beautiful lake. It's actually very similar in size to the uh, Flathead Lake of Montana. And people have been vacationing there since the 15th century. And these guys close October 1st, and then they open June 1st, and that's it. And there are many other people that would like to be there other times of the year, but to try to get them to think differently about it was very hard. And so how do you get people to think differently about uh, their situation? I, I mean, think, I can take that. Oh, no, you go, Haley. Can you a second? Yeah, <laughs> I would say, you know, it's not necessarily forcing them to think differently as much as it's, you know, bringing, like I said, those ideas in a way that helps them, you know, maybe reframe, um, you know, at the end of the day, it, they're right. You know, peak season could be from June to October 1st. But as you start to do, you know, maybe stakeholder interviews or listening to the community, you start to learn and glean these little insights that can kind of help reframe the whole picture in a way that, you know, maybe broadens our perspective or gives us a unique view that then, you know, helps us come with these solutions that, that better the entire community or the entire area. Yeah, Kelsey, I want to I want to ask you about something. So we have we had over the years different state level campaigns to bring people to Montana. I remember once where they focused on bringing people from Texas here. That's where all the advertising money was going. One year it was Brazil, you know. And so I know we don't have unlimited budgets, and but as a, a state PR association. You know, is there an overall agenda? Is there an overall, you know, objective that you're looking to uh, uh, to get behind and push? 
You know, I think it's just getting those in the communications, PR, marketing, um, jobs throughout the state and beyond to really understand that there's like a network to lean on. I think when we talk about um, a lot of businesses, not just Montana businesses, um, with those smaller shoestring budgets, um, sometimes you're the one person that does, you know, the orders for the office, you do the marketing and you do um, the event planning. And so really understanding that like there are other people that you can lean on and ask for, you know, an extra pair of eyes on something you're designing or, um, you know, just just some some help, some guidance. And so I really want people to understand that PRSA Montana um, is a valuable resource um, and it's worth the investment. And so um, that's kind of the end goal here. Good. Lauren. So you're a full service agency. Would you consider, would that be correct? And you have what, yep. 20, 20 or 30 employees? Is that, am I in the ballpark there? No, we have over 50 employees actually. Okay, so you're, you're a pretty good sized firm. So how, I'm just interested, and I think our listeners would be, how does a firm like that, you know, integrate a client? You, if somebody brings in a new client to the firm and they have problems and they're asking for solutions and some of the solutions is, that they're asking for aren't the right ones because they're not abreast of all the things that are happening in technology and AI and, you know, in social influences. How do you process a client through your, through a, a PR firm these days? Yes. I love that question, Arnie. Thank you. Um, so we at the Abbey agency really pride ourselves on a very thorough research and discovery process. So what that looks like is we meet with clients, we put together um, a large onboarding process and that can contain um, research, including of their area, their competitive set. So maybe they know four competitors, maybe they don't know them at all, and we help them figure it out. We also do formal and informal research. So any sort of audience um, demographics we can figure out and pin down to build personas of their audience, as well as stakeholder interviews, like Haley was mentioning. A lot of these different organizations have people at various levels that all have opinions. They all know what the strengths opportunities, weaknesses, and threats are. And so we have these conversations, we do the outside research, and then we come back with our audit findings. So that could be an SEO audit, a website audit, all of the audits, a media audit. How How is their name um, being uh, drugged through the mud? If so, in the media today, is it in a certain type of media? Is it national, regional, local, whatever? We come back with all of our findings and present that to the client so that we can make sure we're going into the strategy on the same playing field. And then once we get buy-in on those audit um, and research findings, we build the strategy from there so that they know what we know. We are getting as familiar as we can to understand the brand or the company uh, at the same level that they do. And then once uh, we build the strategy, we present again, we get final sign-off, and we go from there. That and do you deal like, with the and who do you deal with at the client level? Is it the CEO or the president or it could vary, I guess, right? It yes, it varies widely. So I'm sure uh Haley has a very she works on a lot of travel and tourism clients. So her clients are probably a lot different than mine. Um, I work a lot with like the VP of marketing and often the CEOs, um, depending on the range or the size of the organization. So if it's a huge organization, do I work with the CEO every day? Absolutely not. They're like this is handled by all of these other people. At smaller organizations, the CEO could be our direct contact. Um, and then there's marketing managers, mid-level managers, you name it. Yeah, but it's but it's also important to have them on the communication loop because yes. how many times, it's been my experience, you know, as a consultant advisor, you get through all of these people and they're all on board and then you pop into the CEO and he says, nah, 
you know, or yes. we're not going to do this here, or you know, we're going to handle it internally. And they, and that's probably because they haven't been following along and and progressing through the you know educational and and exposure you know period of time to understand and get comfortable with what you're trying to do. Arnie, yes, it's a great. I love a, that. Well, that's Sorry. what I was going to say. No, that's okay. I think it's a great question. A great segue to that is. What Lauren, Haley, Kelsey, Arnie, what's an example of a company that didn't do the right thing when it came to, let's say, mm-hmm. handling a crisis or a communication issue? Like I think of Bud Light, right? And the issue they had with the, um, the you know, with the, um, the, the, the LGBTQ community wow. and the trans person and how, and the, and the spokesperson, the influencer and how that blew up in their face. And mm-hmm. they, the person left who did the marketing and it's like, it's just, it was a series of missteps all the way through, but it started with a great idea. So like, what do you think they could have done differently? I think that goes back to Arnie's point exactly where you have to be an organization where communications has a seat at the table. And that's something that the PRSA national organization Um, really pushes. Because if you're an organization who looks at communications as an afterthought, when communications are literally how you get your message out to all of your audiences and publics, that is a a mistake. Um, And so I think so many ideas can be just that. But if you're not getting buy-in and if it's not going through enough rounds of edits, and if you don't have an active crisis plan, I mean, every company, regardless of size and scale, you should have a crisis plan. And not just like, if a fire occurs in your building, a true crisis for what affects your business, what you do, and make sure that you have a plan in place, even if it's to work with an outside person, have that ready to go. So you at least know and your leadership knows what to do so you can act quickly. Um, But to your first point, uh, an example of someone who did it wrong, the Herman Miller CEO, when she told everyone in that town hall um, that they weren't getting bonuses and she told them that they needed to leave Pity City that blew up. And I mean, everyone knows that this is a hard year uh, with budgets. I mean, you've seen across the board in the media that uh, budgets are being cut, excuse me, bonuses are being cut. So like, we get it, but delivery and the message is key. So not having a CEO be able to go ad hoc and do whatever she says without running those talking points by her comms team would have been a great way to maybe alleviate that situation. I was just, Arnie and I were talking before about the writer's strike currently dealing the entertainment industry is dealing with, yes. and Bob Iger from Disney had a misstep, right? Like who's a, traditionally a very smooth communicator when commenting on the writer's strike said some very insensitive things about writers and their living conditions. And like that was just, first of all, it's off brand for him. And just seems insensitive. So what would you, how would you counsel a, a Bob Iger in that instance? I think it's the same thing where you need to now, now it's already happened. He needs to be on the reactive. So what can he do? What sort of statement can he put together? It needs to be authentic. He needs to probably apologize if he's not willing to do that. That's a larger issue for the organization and giving him some training. I think sometimes people can become so passionate about things and they think that their organization stands for something. So they are willing to make, you know, do that leap of faith and comment on it. But really you always have to remember you are a spokesperson for the company. Your own beliefs are not the company. So please, before you go out with anything, have people look at it, have your comms person, another person on the C-suite, whatever it may be, but don't just think that as a leader, you have the opportunity to say whatever you want. 
here's a here's even more uh, to our home base uh, screw up that I could share, and you know it's, it's hard to it's eight years ago, but Scott, you remember, and I think Kelsey probably and and Haley when uh, John Krakauer's book in 2015 came out, which was headline Missoula raping the justice system in a college town. That book, if anybody read it, it said very early on in the book that Missoula wasn't that much different than a lot of other colleges around the college towns. This is a problem that a lot of college towns have. I just picked Missoula and went through it. Eight years later, the university is still feeling the impact of that. Um, and I thought, Scott, it was handled very poorly. They didn't have, an, uh, you know, if I was in charge and I wasn't, um, I would have had an aggressive response from the university. They kind of did a, the big fade and hoped it would go away. And of course, they didn't see how social media would change. And anybody that go, any parent that's trying to send their kid away to college, if they start Googling University of Montana far enough, they're going to see this book. Right. And that's going to have, uh, you know, an impact. And I thought it's they... A- I thought the university handled it very poorly in terms of trying to, you know, counter the you old know, and, and point out even from Krakauer's own words that this was not this was not an unusual set of circumstances. Hey, exactly. Exactly. Listen, let's put a pin in it. This is uh, that is that we actually are done with our next segment. This is what do you know? I'm here we're, we're here with Haley, Lauren and Kelsey from the PRSA back after this. Arnie, we are back with the folks from the PRSA. So, Kelsey, there's a lot of good things that can be learned from the Ignite Conference. And there are, and you want more attendees, and you don't care whether they're PR managers of companies. You can take students or you know interested people who want to learn more about what's going on. So how do they find out about the conference? What's the registration fee? Where is it? Give me all the specifics. All right. So if you visit um, prsamontana.com, um, and then go to our events page, you will see a, um, a rundown of all the information on the conference. Um, there will be links to accommodations if you're coming in from out of town and you need a group rate. Um, if you want to register for the conference directly through there, you can. Um, and then all the information on the conference as well as an agenda can be found at prsamontana.com. Great. And the conference is when? So the conference will be, we have a kickoff welcome reception on Sunday, October 8th. And then the actual conference is two days here in Missoula, Montana um, on October 8th or 9th and 10th, excuse me. And the registration fee is? The registration fee varies. Students, we are doing a discounted rate. So it's $100. And then for general attendees, it's $300. If you are already a PRSA Montana member, it is $250. Great. So it's a deal, Arnie. Haley. Yeah, you get to meet Haley, Lauren, and Kelsey, which is certainly worth that at least. I want to, with our remaining minute, I want to know what what are Lauren, what's Lauren looking forward to experiencing while she's here in Missoula? I'm looking forward to just experiencing Missoula and meeting all the people. It's beautiful. I'm excited to be back there and walk around and hang out and, like Kelsey said, network. I mean, PRSA conferences are amazing for learning, and I'm very excited. Arnie, can you give her a recommendation on where she should get the best uh, best food in town? Well, at my house or your house, but that's, <laughs> uh, that's well, it right. used to be our favorite place, Second Set, but they're in a hiatus at the moment, right? So uh, there's there's uh, you know a number of choices. When, when it gets closer to the event, if they're really interested, we we will give them our personal rating. 
Arnie and I usually do a food show once a year or usually, you know, <laughs> at least once a year. And and Haley, anything you're looking forward to from the conference? I think like Lauren mentioned, the networking is going to be really great. Um, there's a, a good amount of people who I've already had the chance to meet. So getting to reconnect with them and then meeting some new faces as well is what I get really excited for. Oh, that's great. I am excited too, because it's the Ignite conference and I love the word Ignite. I think that's going to sp- you know, it's going to spark a lot of great ideas and uh, a lot of camaraderie to your point about from the networking perspective, but also just thinking differently. You learn so much when you're in a group setting like that. Kelsey, you did a great job in organizing this conference. I know it's been a lot of work. Yes, it's been a labor of love. I really wanted to put <laughs> together that um, people would be excited about. So um, I, th- I think we did just that for this year. So I'm excited. Arnie, you're going to be my guest. You're going to come with me to the conference. Great. I'm happy the- to uh, to mingle and uh, to be ignited. <laughs> it's the PRSA. As well. He's one of our presenters. So <laughs> That's right, Arne. You know what we should have done? And we'll, do, we'll figure it out next time. We, next time we do one of these, we'll do a live uh, radio show from one of these conferences. That's always fun. Yeah. I can talk about how I put the first foreign... TV commercial on Russian television back in uh, 1992. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and now we're going full circle. Yeah, um, no anyway, I'm guys, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We really appreciate it and looking forward to the conference. It's the PRSA Ignite Conference, October 9th and 10th. Thank you for listening to What Do You Know? I can't wait for the next show, Scott. I'm excited too, Arnie. If you'd like to suggest a guest, send me an email at scottrichman at townsquaremedia.com. We'll see you next week. And thanks for listening to News Talk KGVO. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.